Welcome to the State of Energy. I'm Randy Witt, and that is Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. How you doing, Tom? You know, I'm doing really well. The uh, I think it's gonna snow again. <laughs> so what, what do they call it? What's that? Like uh, the uh, polar vortex? The pol- no, the, uh, the the groundhog saw his shadow, or he didn't see his shadow. I don't know, but it's gonna snow again. I think when he sees the shadow, it's an extra six weeks. When he sees his shadow, an extra six months. Extra six months of snow. <laughs> Yeah, forecast for Salt Lake for 4th of July is snow and 28 degrees. It was really nice outside, and now it's it's getting cold, and it, I think it's going to snow again. Well, you know what can cure the cold? Tell me. Propane. Propane <laughs> can do that. And folks, the state of energy, that's who we are. We bring you everything you need to know uh, about what we like to call the perfect fuel. It's here now. It's clean. It's abundant. It's affordable, it's American, it is propane. Propane can do that. And it's amazing how I get in so many conversations with people that don't believe propane uh, is, is a clean energy because it's quote unquote a fossil fuel. It couldn't be. And then you start hitting them with facts and it's amazing to watch their brains just lock up. Well, that's one of the things, you know, you, you just said those, it's clean, it's affordable, it's abundant, it's American, it's here now. It's the fuel of the future that's already here. Yeah. When we're, we're, you got all these other people thinking that they're going to create some, you see all the, all the, the, all bunch of news about different fuels that, that they're trying to develop, but they're not here today. And this fuel is here today and it's affordable. And it's abundant. It's American. Um, It's for your home. It's for your business. It's for your farm. It's for fleets of vehicles, virtually any fleet or forklifts. Uh, We're going to discuss how propane can do that. And Tom, you know, we we talked about this Um, last week on the show. uh, We were talking about President Biden and President Trump, and you started playing the song uh, from the 80s band Cinderella. Don't know what you got (laughs) till it's gone. And then in my head, I started thinking, you know what? Cinderella is like propane, not the band, but the actual princess Cinderella, you know, and then I, oh, I got to hear this. Well, I, yeah. Yeah, what I, did is I, ser- I just said, you know, what's I searched the Cinderella plot. And then I just replaced the names of uh, all the characters with the uh, with the people in the energy sector. And now here's the definition with some replacements of the Cinderella movie comparing that propane is cinderella do you got a disney disclosure on this or are you just gonna go with it Uh, we're just thanking disney plus for all of the great joy they bring to the world i think that covers us i think that covers us okay i gotta hear this cinderella versus propane no no actually cinderella is propane and propane here's the description uh with a wicked stepmother president biden and jealous stepsisters electric solar and wind who keeps Cinderella enslaved and in rags, Cinderella propane stands no chance of attending the Royal ball. And when her fairy godmother, the state of energy appears and magically transforms her into uh, a dream, a dream come true. Cinderella propane enchants the handsome Prince charming, which happens to be the American people at the ball, but must face the wrath of her enraged stepmother and sisters, president Biden, electric, solar, wind. Um, The spell wears off at midnight. However, she ultimately triumphs at the end because of her innate virtue. Wow. That's the definition. It all comes together. It works. You should become a writer 
for some plays or something with this. This is great. I just really did good with those books. Those those books like in junior high where you got to like do your own story where you'd write in words. They just, you know, they'd have a whole story and you just wrote in names. I was good at that. So I love it. It really fits. It fits well. Uh, you know, propane's been overlooked for a long time. We have a renewable source of energy called renewable propane, called biopropane. So if you're sitting there thinking about trying to uh, change the way that you, your carbon footprint in the world today, propane is the easiest choice to make right now. It's affordable. We've talked about all these different economies of these, of electric versus solar and wind. It's so expensive and you're just doing this little tiny dent. But propane is cheap, and you can do a huge dent to decarbonizing our environment. Right. Like you said, it's renewable propane. It's derived from sources such as beef fats, vegetable oils, uh, grease residue, and other biomass feedstocks. You don't get more clean than that. It's just it's the way it works. Yeah, we, we've got it. That's the whole show. We're just trying to educate people on more than just one energy choice because we need a, a wide variety. Yeah. It's not that we don't like electricity. We love electricity. We're using it right now. We're broadcasting and probably some giant uh, electric transformer that's putting out <laughs> these radio waves, right? We need electricity. Yeah. But but we need a big variety of clean fuels. And when we're being forced to just choose one or another by not necessarily scientists, but from politicians, it really it really makes for a bad situation for the American people for the world. And it's not just because of your pocketbook, but it's for the environment too. Well, and that's just it. It's like, we are not, we are, we're pro-electric, we're pro-solar, we're pro-wind. We just don't want them to be the jealous stepsisters. Yeah. Let's all work together. Because they can't make it alone. And we need, everybody needs to play together in this sandbox to make this uh, climate change, you know, actually be, uh, something that we can combat. Yeah, we, you know, we're all, we're all on the same page. Just stop hating. And folks, you can go to thestateofenergy.com and get a ton of great information about what propane can do for you. Uh, we've got a great propane locator tool. You just go in, hit your zip code, and it'll show you where you can find propane all around you. Uh, find a propane job. You might even get some kickbacks if you become a... Some kickbacks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Kickbacks, is that the right word? We call them scholarships, but yeah, if, you, yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for, to get a job in the propane field, we have a scholarship that'll help pay for an HVAC school, a CDL if you're going to become a driver. We also have some rebates. If you're going to replace one of your old, dirty, uh, wood-burning stoves, we've got a rebate form to help you pay for that. We've got a rebate form to help you pay to replace an old, dirty electric water heater that's super inefficient and expensive to run. You can replace that with a propane-powered water heater that'll clean up the environment and save you some money. So, folks, just go to thestateofenergy.com and everything you need to educate yourself and improve your life and even get involved in the world of propane is waiting for you at thestateofenergy.com. Tom, we, we got to talk about this picture you sent me yesterday. Where were you? Were you at, uh, we are, where were you? Well, uh, you were at a... That was a Costco. That was Costco. And I love okay, Costco. That, that makes it I even do. crazier I, I, because they have such great prices. Yeah. So Tom sends me a picture from Costco for just a basic electric lawnmower. 
This is not something you ride. It doesn't tuck you in at night. It doesn't bring you drinks. It's just a basic <laughs> electric lawnmower. And folks, I'm going to let you give you a second. How much do you think this costs? Let's put that number in your head. $549. It's crazy. $549 plus tax for a, just a basic electric lawnmower. I don't get it. The, the crazy part is it's like, it's as green works, right? It's, it's supposed to be green and clean, but <laughs> man, there's these, there's these batteries that you have to produce. And where do, where do these lithium ion batteries come from? Yeah. We've talked about this in the past. You should run down that stuff we were talking about, about the batteries. Yeah. The, well, it's, it's, it's no secret. I mean, everybody, if, if you do your own research, you can find out that all this stuff that we're, that we're, you know, sharing is, is true stuff. Um, but the batteries come from mining and, and most of the cobalt mines are in third world countries and they're using some nasty equipment to different labor laws. Well, I wasn't going to go into the labor, but it's true. Um, and there's plenty of documentaries about this. Um, it, it talks about how, how pollution, how much pollution is created while they're mining these batteries and it's really bad for the water. Uh, and then there's, there's the disposal process. Uh, there's always the argument that says, well, these are, these are recyclable. Well, a lot of stuff is recyclable, but does it ever actually make it there? Because when the cost of recycling is more than the cost of new, nobody recycles this stuff. It just gets chucked into the landfills. So that's, it's just not going to happen. You're not going to recycle something when you can just replace it for less money. Especially a $549 electric mower, just a basic mower. Um, and actually, if you go to propane.com, we may even want to put this link on our site, thestateofenergy.com, but at propane.com, they have the propane mower cost calculator. So it can show you how much you'll actually save and actually do better for the environment. It says here, um, and this is a simple Wikipedia lithium ion search, right? So this is uh, this is just public information. This is manufacturing of a kilogram of a lithium ion battery takes 67 megajoules of energy. Uh, so <laughs> you're actually you had me you're, in megajoules. You're, <laughs> megajoule. It's a mega. What is the what is the what is the guy from uh, Back to the Future? Oh, well, one point. I, I don't know. I, I'm not that old. I don't know what you're talking about. You're you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> we need a lightning bolt <laughs> to, to make this thing fly. Anyway, it's uh, it's not. It's just not that clean. And and you know how batteries are. You got your your phone. Everything you got. Your laptop. Your phone. All this stuff. These batteries, they wear out. They they quit charging as well. And then once it becomes where you can't get the maximum charge out of it, you go replace it because you're not going to put up with a 50% battery life. Right. You just aren't going to. And when they say, oh, these batteries are good for X amount of years. Well, yeah, that's if it runs all the way dead. But nobody puts up with that. You're not going to keep charging your battery. Well, it's about 50% good now, so I think I'm going to keep on using this. It just doesn't happen like that. And these are the these are the myths and in and, and the data that you see uh, that says how clean these things are. It doesn't really get into the to the fine print. It doesn't get into the details. Let's remind everybody how much energy is lost in transmission. Yeah. Another 60, 65 percent from some coal fired power plant 
traveling the electricity to your house so that you can charge this battery that was produced in a third world country with some nasty equipment and emissions so that you can pretend for your neighbors that you're doing a good job cleaning up the neighborhood. You are listening to The State of Energy. My name is Randy Witt. That's Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. You can find out more about what propane can do for you to improve your life and the lives of others and also the environment by going to thestateofenergy.com. That is thestateofenergy.com. And uh, get a headline here, Tom. Uh, They're finally making electric school buses and some are on their way to Utah. Okay, that's the ma- that's the actual headline. But Tom had his subheadline that says <laughs> Utah decides to waste taxpayer money and produce more emissions with electric school bus purchase. <laughs> we're, I think we're gonna get somebody's gonna start stalking us and tell us that we're 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 bad mouthing the electric buses. Well, I, I you know I mean we're only we're only saying that there is a, look these are good but there's something better that's here now. It it says in this article that an electric school bus costs about $400,000, while a propane bus that's cleaner than electric only costs $140,000. So you're spending three times the amount of money. And of course, there's they say it's zero emissions at the tailpipe. Yeah. And I think that's wrong. <laughs> that is so wrong of them to be able to to say it's a zero emissions. What we really need to do is say, okay, where where are you going to be using this bus? Okay, we're going to use it here. Okay, let's calculate how much emissions is produced by the electricity. Calculate all the emissions that it took to provide uh, these batteries for this bus. And then really put a, a, a real decal on it that says, this bus is dirtier than the one that you're currently using. And, <laughs> and unless we come up with the unobtainium and produce some really super clean uh, electricity. Yeah, well, hopefully that's on Mars. We can find that unobtainium on Mars and Elon can bring it back for us. Let's, let's, let's go with that. <laughs> so the story we're talking about, folks, is that uh, the Salt Lake City School District has received a second grant for the purchase of electric school buses, which means the school district will eventually be able to retire eight diesel-fueled buses. Now, the school district is receiving two state grants from the Utah Department of Environmental Quality, totaling more than $1.5 million, funded by Utah's $35 million share of the Department of Justice's Volkswagen Clean Diesel Settlement. So, yes, eight buses for $1.5 million. Uh, numbers aren't working there for me when you can do a lot more with a propane-fueled bus. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Um these are the decisions that are being made without really looking into the the actual emissions and and how uh, how dirty these these electric buses really are going to be. Uh, if you look, there's another headline that came out in Wyoming. Wyoming spent a lot of their Volkswagen settlement money on propane powered buses, and they're claiming that they're going to not only are they going to cut emissions by at least 30%, but they're going to save uh, $1,200 a year per bus in, in fuel costs. So there's there's a lot of different people trying out different things. I don't necessarily like to go out and buy something new that's fresh, that hasn't been tested and tried. You, you just got to think that the first school bus that's electric shows up in Salt Lake City. You got a lot of infrastructure you got to build. 
what happens when the power goes down? What happens when you can't charge that bus? Uh, how much money is it going to cost to maintain it? You got to educate all your uh, mechanics now. You might have some new driving skills that need to be because it's not it's just not the same as using what you're traditionally used to using. And you can do all these same things with a propane powered bus. You can even get the grant money that they're talking about. You could have bought more buses, saved money, saved the taxpayer money by having a cheaper fuel and cheaper maintenance. It's true. And exactly what you said, drivers are going to need to go through a period of training on the new buses, which should be able to travel 100 to 120 miles between charges. And the batteries aren't going to be made by uh, child labor. So it's kind of sad that we're transporting our kids to school on a bus that was made with batteries with child labor. You know the uh, Salt Lake City School District's uh, quote on this? Because they're so quiet, believe it or not, we've got to attach a noise device to them. Wow. (laughs) That's that's the quote you want from the school district? I mean, you know, and the the school district purchased these buses from a Canadian firm, but delivery of the vehicles has been complicated by the supply chain issues related to COVID-19. So, uh, like you said, this doesn't, it doesn't add up, but they just seem to, I mean, again, we're not anti-electric. We're just anti-getting this rammed down our throat when there's a better option out there while electric continues to evolve. That's the point. And if you don't think it's going to get rammed down your throat, there's, there's already bills being passed or ordinance being passed around the country that bans you from using a clean energy choice of your own like natural gas or propane. There's a headline in uh, Vermont. I don't know if you saw that one. The uh, the Vermont town basically votes out gas. Burlington. Burlington. There you go. Burlington. Yep. I'm a New Englander. I understand New England. Okay. I That's where I'm from. Uh, Vermont, first of all, has got like 80 people living there. Okay. <laughs> it's in, it's, it's the, you know, I think Maine has more people than Vermont. Um, but, uh, it doesn't make any sense because here's the deal. Uh, Vermont gets their energy from Canadian hydroelectric power plants. Yeah. It's a foreign energy source. They also claim that they're getting a large percentage from biomass, which is basically wood. Right, which we've discussed in, in previous uh, episodes of the State of Energy, where it doesn't uh, people uh, burning wood to keep warm and also eat kill 4 million people a year around the world because of the bad air quality? Yeah, it's horrible. It's got some serious emissions that come out of that. And there's a nice documentary that we've mentioned before on the show that uh, that talks about using biomass as, as an electric um, power source. And it's... Uh, is that your boy, Michael Moore? Michael Moore, yeah. What is that? Uh, the Planet of the Humans? Is that what it's called? Yes, Planet of the Humans. That's right. It's, That's exactly it's, what it it's is. It's hard to find the documentary because it's kind of been shut down by, uh, you know, somebody. Some, <laughs> I don't know if it's big tech or what, but I know it's been taken off of the YouTube channel. And it's sometimes, you know, people don't like to hear the truth. And that's what happens. You get you get somebody to take that off of there. But you can, if you search for it, you can find it. You can find the video. I thought it was it was good. It wasn't it's not like it's a a pro fossil fuel. That's not that's not their intent of the show either, but uh definitely brings to light some emission sources that are required from producing 
biomass, electricity, solar panels, and wind. You're listening to The State of Energy. That is Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Rand DeWitt, and you can find out more about what propane can do to improve your life and the environment by going to thestateofenergy.com. And we've been talking about electric school buses in Utah costing $400,000 per. And then there's another story talking about Microbird bringing carb-certified propane buses to market. Now, Microbird says it's the first company to bring Type A propane autogas school buses with low nitrogen oxides to market. Now, this one actually is certified to California uh, Air Resources Board qualifications. And we know what California is with their uh, regulations. And this bike beats it. Yeah, they got the most, they got the highest ones, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody, if you're going to build a vehicle, you, you've got to kind of meet the the carb certifications in order to, you know, play in, in this vehicle emissions realm. And this microbird, I, I mean, this is made by Bluebird school buses. Right. In, in, in conjunction with our boys over at Roush, clean tech. Yeah. So they, uh, and girls, sorry. And girls. <laughs> it is international women's month, right? Yes. So <laughs> yes, it is. And there's lots of women that are in the propane industry. So maybe we get a little shout out to them real quick. Joy Alafia. Yeah. They love go. her. Yeah. She was a great guest on our show. Anyway, the Microbird propane-powered school bus meets the most stringent carb certification out there. Which is the California Air Resources Board. I mean, if you want to get down to it, it's 0.05 grams per brake horsepower, making it 75% cleaner than federal U.S. emission standards. Propane buses have been getting widespread among school districts, except in Utah. Uh, more than uh, 40 school districts across North America operate nearly 300 microbird type A propane buses. The fuel cost is about 40% less than gasoline and 50% less than diesel and is good for the environment. Yeah, this is a no-brainer. If, you, if you're serious about saving money, that's one thing, and cleaning up the environment, you're serious about those two things, propane is the fuel of choice. It's here. It's here right now. The infrastructure is super cheap to put in. The vehicles are here. You don't have to be the quote, quote, first guy to try this out because there's over 20,000 Bluebird buses alone that run on propane, let alone all the other bus manufacturers that, that manufacture a propane powered bus. So it's not, you're not, you don't have to go out and try some new technology. It's already here. It's proven. Some politicians are getting it. Some districts, some states are getting it because we talked about the ban, the bans that some states are doing uh, to prevent what's happening in Burlington, Vermont and, and Vermont as a whole. Because as you were talking about, uh, they've banned all natural gas. They're trying to go all electric by when? OK, so they're going to be a net zero energy city by 2030. This just happened in early March that uh, they've passed a, uh, a city ordinance uh, to eliminate gas infrastructure in the city. But the thing is, they're not producing all of their, they, they think, they, they claim that they're producing all of their electricity by a renewable, but they're not, they're not separated from the grid of the rest of New England area. Right. They're not right. like right. they're not they're not Texas where they've <laughs> isolated themselves. The, these guys are still getting electricity from other sources. 
but they're claiming, oh, we got all this solar. But here's what happens when you produce more solar than can be consumed. You have to store it somewhere. And if you don't store it, where does it go? Goes away is where does it, it goes. Does it go in the magic land of solar storage that we just don't know about? No. No, it doesn't. Once you're done producing that and then you have to turn on the lights because the sun went down, now you've got to take the power from the external sources and power your city. So you're like, oh, but we made all this solar in the in the daytime. Where did it go? And, and just for perspective, I mean, our uh, energy, our, our, you know, our electricity grid here in the United States still has certain parts that were delivered in Model T's. <laughs> That's like 100 years ago. Okay? We're just trying to give some perspective. So, folks, if you want a, a, an energy source that is clean, that is abundant, that is affordable, that is American, that's here right now and ready to go, it's propane. And find out more about what propane can do for you by going to thestateofenergy.com. Propane.